And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome everyone to the podcast. I am so happy to have you all here, especially because of what we're going to talk about today. I have an amazing guest, our uh, resident astrologer at Avalon Spirit. Shannon is here to talk about all of the things happening this month. We have Saturn in Pisces, which was March 7th. We have Pluto into Aquarius, March 23rd. At the same time, we have Jupiter conjunct Chiron in Aries. Now, for some of you, that makes a lot of sense. And others are like, that was a lot of words. I know the Zodiac, but what does it all mean? That is exactly what we're going to break down today and uh, explain why there is so much goodness under all of that. So I'll just say, Shannon, welcome to the show. Hi, Jed. So good to hang out. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you here today. So what would you say if we take the month of March? If we could like umbrella what March is about, what would you say? Healing. Healing. Not being afraid of healing, finding new ways to heal, um, and uh, not being afraid of our unconscious and what we don't know and what's going to surface to heal. Okay. But yeah, that's a great question. I've never, I, I never actually thought about it for like a few words to summarize March. <laughs> There is a lot of different energy, but yeah, I would say healing and, healing. and finding new ways to heal, like mm-hmm. putting structure around your healing mechanisms. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And that just makes way for so much growth. Hey, I think so. That's so why I it. Yeah, for sure. And would you say that March is like a, almost like a turning point? Like if we take where the pandemic took us in 2020 to where we are now, and we look at that four years of growth that, sorry, four years that spirit said was really a hundred years condensed into four. We are in year four now, 2020 to 2024. So would you say that March is really a turning point now of like the dark stuff that was deep inside us is really at the surface or has already come to the surface. And now we get to like, turn the page do you think we're kind of there yeah I would say it's a new chapter but it's in the same book okay (laughs) okay that's an interesting just listening to you explain it that's what comes to mind so okay let's just break this down what we're talking about right because we're talking about Saturn changing signs and then we're talking about Pluto changing signs so Saturn is the teacher And Saturn entered uh, Aquarius in March of 2020 when the pandemic really hit Mm. the world and the world, right? So that was the first time we all experienced experienced something collectively on the planet Earth. Like amazing miracle. Huge. Yeah. Or miracle. I don't know if you want to use that word, but you know what I mean? Um, So the teacher would have us look back now. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine um, the other day and she looked back and, and, and wrote down all the lessons that she 
learned in since 2020. So in that chapter, it would behoove all of us to look back at March 2020 and see what did Saturn bring us in Aquarius. And then, so if Saturn is the great teacher and loves to put structure around what we're learning, then we look at Aquarius and we would have to say, well, what's Aquarius energy? And Aquarius energy is all about humanitarianism, right? So Mm -hmm. collectively on a, on a world stage, we literally were going through it together. Um, and independence and freedom and, and innovative ways of doing things. So in this case, life, right? So that's, if you want to put a little, like, you know, a few words to like the energy of Saturn in Aquarius. And now we, so the new chapter, so look back on that chapter and say, Hey, what did I learn? What, what kinds of ways did I grow? What awakened in me? Cause it's also awakener energy, Aquarius, right? Inventive new ways of moving into the future because it's also very futuristic based. And then if we take that same energy of Saturn, the great teacher into Pisces, well, Pisces energy is all about spirituality. It's all about creativity and imagination. It's all about um, religion. Let me see. I just wrote some words out. I don't want to forget anything like intuition, um, things like introspection, even dreams. If you have an active dream life, if you're clairvoyant of any in any way, shape or form, and you know all about that and helping people understand their gifts, but then you put structure around that. So then that would lend us towards sentences like, well, what, you know, the analogy I would give is like, if you have a, if you are a musician and you have a melody in your head, said the Pisces who can't quite put like words down to it, but then Mm -hmm. you have the structure of putting the melody down on paper, the notes on paper and playing it on the piano or the drums or the whatever. So that is the analogy to me that really signifies like something like ethereal Pisces energy and Saturn trying to put structure to it. What are you doing for your spirituality? What are you doing with your religion? How are you moving forward and helping others? Compassion is another great word for Piscean energy. How are we taking care of everyone on the planet now that we know this whole first chapter? affected everybody on the planet so it really is about humanity does that make sense so yeah and it really does and what I really like about what you're saying is taking this spiritual expressive creative intuitive nature and essentially making it action oriented right like if Saturn wants the structure it's like what does this look like how can we make it tangible in our 3d world That really speaks to me about how my guides have been talking about this year being very action oriented, like things will fall into alignment. You can take action on your creations, like in a lot of the collective messages I've been getting. So would Mm -hmm. you say that's accurate in the way I'm interpreting? Yeah. 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 And and let's not forget, like people have a little bit of a hang up with the word Saturn because everyone's like Saturn return. I'm scared. You know, Saturn square. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm scared. No, Saturn is a teacher. You do the work, you get the reward, right? Like just like school, old Mm -hmm. school, you do the work, you get the five stars. So when I say look back and see what Saturn gifted us, literally, literally you will be rewarded for your hard work which is oftentimes how people feel when Saturn hits their chart this is hard this is like grind you know like some words but but literally you do the hard work you get the gift you get the reward um so yes you put some Mm -hmm. structure to it and who knows where you'll be uh in a couple of years with Saturn hanging out in Pisces maybe some people will be levitating (laughs) like I don't know yeah right I'm down for that 
I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll actually take meditation seriously and do it religiously every day. Like I've Mm -hmm. often tried for the last 20 years, you know, I don't know. Like that's the structure I'm talking about. And, and for many people, it's different things like creativity lives in all kinds of realms, right? Dance, music, spirituality, um, you name the creativity elements, writers, you know, all the all the healing modalities that we have that our soul calls us to embark upon, do those things, you know, mm-hmm. meditation is not for everybody or movement meditation for some or painting or writing or, you know, all the creative avenues that we have on the planet, right? So question for you, with that being so uh, Saturn into Pisces now, you know, that idea of like, we create or we make a choice and a step and then the universe answers. And so then we co-create our reality with the universe, right? One step, us, Mm -hmm. one step universe. So in that, if we're spending the time co-creating, making things tangible, being clear on what we want spiritually, like you're saying, doing that meditative practice, then would you say this is also an amplified time then for the universe to be able to come in extra in providing synchronistic alignments in, I think so. yeah like if it's heightened for us it would then be heightened universally right like mm-hmm. we're not putting out just our own singular manifestations and desires it's also like an uh, amplified ability for the universe to respond I would say so because it's Piscean energy and Pisces is as close to spirit as you can possibly get, right? Pisces is the ethereal world. So yes, I would say it's amplified, but not only because it's Pisces, but amplified because, um, because it's, it's affecting everybody. Like Mm -hmm. it's almost like the entire globe is wrapped in Piscean energy. How can we not ascend to a better place if we just put in a little practice? And it could be meditation or it could be coloring. Like if you love coloring, sit down and color. Totally. Uh, you know, like it's not, it doesn't have to be anything like super woo woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what other people would call woo woo. Like it's anything that your soul oh, so is cool. calling you to do because I think. Like they say, like, you you know, put your oxygen mask on first before you can help another, that cliche or that, mm-hmm. that those words. It's true. Like, um, once we heal ourselves, once we find healing modalities for ourselves, it gives us capacity to help another find mm-hmm. their own healing modalities and their own healing practices to better themselves and so on and so on and so on. So the triple or the trickle effect is as we as we each heal our own wounds and our own traumas and understand ourselves and become wholer versions of ourselves we help others who are not as fortunate as us mm-hmm. getting there Do you, does that make sense so yeah to me it's amplified because it's happening collectively in the energy sphere but it's happening specifically to each and every one of us as humans yeah that's powerful. I love that <clears throat> I love that too because it's it was funny my guides had really encouraged me to do a podcast episode on all kinds of types of meditation. And it was like bringing up just whatever kind. And I love that you said, like, whether it's coloring or it's full on meditation or whatever, it's your pathway in to that energy and like, follow it, use it, discover what comes from that. Um, There isn't one right way to do it, but it's your way and take advantage of it right now. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. 
I remember, yeah, I remember reading um, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, years ago. And I remember thinking, I'm not a creative. I don't know why I'm even reading this book. I don't write. Like, I literally had all this, like, roadblocks in my brain. Mm -hmm. And now I think back on that book and I think, oh, coloring, um, needlework, I don't know, skiing Mm -hmm. for fiery people, like, like meditative, you know, anything that requires focus, even some would say golfing, because you literally are in the zone of like, what's my next shot? What's my next club? What's my next, you know, you really Mm -hmm. are busy in your head. So anything that takes you out of the busyness of your head, and that you're called to do, that is your creative practice, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say slash lead into like a spiritual practice if it gives you the 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 getaway from your brain and this 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 you know the the mm-hmm. busyness that we have the chatter in our brain that disallows us from hearing things we need to hear to better ourselves to grow yeah. so I guess then that would be like a real key thing for this uh Saturn in Pisces now is to pay attention to the calls of what brings you into that flow state what brings you into that focused state and it's in that that you can receive some of the coolest insights, understandings, aha moments, communications with spirit, maybe like, yeah, yeah, and and, and then ultimately the, the the to me the highest you know not the highest road of of Piscean energy, but it's compassion. So again, coming back to humanity, it's compassion for one another, and 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 March twentieth or March twenty twenty. The, the pandemic brought in this layer of compassion. And now we're going on a heightened sense of compassion because we realize things that we didn't realize before. Like, oh, maybe it's not fair that there's a lot of really, really wealthy people and we still have people living on the streets. Like, how is this even working? Right. So there is this opportunity with all of this energy and the other energy that we're going to talk about, Pluto. Mm-hmm. Um, this compassion towards humanity and how do we make it just for all and how do we make it fair for all without anybody feeling like, but it's mine and you can't take it. I'm scared. Right. So this, this, this like profound compassion for all is really the highest road of Pisces. So, you know, so then I go back to like, and once we heal ourselves, our own trauma, we have capacity to help others get there. Right. So that's how I see it in its most beautiful essence is just we all get to expand and grow and have and be our fullest expression of ourselves. Mm -hmm. I love that. So let's move forward then to Pluto in Aquarius, March 23rd. And that is after the equinox as well, right? So like change over into the new. Tell us about Pluto in Aquarius Aquarius, and why you have this huge grin on your face. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. Pluto, it's a slow moving planet. When Pluto enters anything, whether it be collective or on your own birth chart, um, it can be seen as challenging because it is, and there's the healing that comes from it. So Pluto is all about uncovering things that once laid in our unconscious and it brings it into our consciousness. Now, is this fun? Is growth fun? Not usually. I don't feel like that's how the rules of life were set up. Like I always say, we don't learn and grow profound things sipping champagne at a wedding. We just don't. Mm-hmm. I wish it were different. It's my first question I'm asking when I check out physically is like, what? who made the rules? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> why can't we learn really profound things sipping champagne at a wedding? 
Anyways, we don't, we learn through what's typically very painful times, like dark night of the soul stuff. That's not easy, feels like a terrible grind. And yet on the other side of it is complete transformation and healing in in a way that you can't even imagine. So again, let's break down what Pluto, you know, if we broke down what Saturn means and then what Pisces means, let's break down what Pluto and Aquarius means. So Pluto energy is all about intensity right? It's really trying to get our attention. And it's really about unearthing the unconscious layers of our human experience, whether it's personal or on a collective level. And because of the pandemic, we can see it was on a global level, right? Like it was a collective energy, you know, we just have to look at things like, um, okay, let's talk about where Pluto came from. Pluto came from Capricorn. Capricorn energy is very much about structure because it's ruled by Saturn. So it broke down systemic structures that we just thought were normal, like patriarchy, like capitalism. Make a lot of money, save a lot of money, retire, go be happy. And now we're realizing like money, banks, like, you know, so two, two overarching words we can use to just get everybody like vibing in a way that I'm trying to explain is like you just take patriarchy and you take capitalism what falls under those things things like sexism the me too movement erupted racism George Floyd we all know that name around the world um and capitalism you have that disparity of uber uber wealthy people and people living on the streets right Mm -hmm. so Pluto's all about like hey is this fair Let's just bring Mm. this to the surface. And everyone's like, oh, this is hard. This is challenging. This is uncomfortable. Yeah. And we are all not, we're not free until we are all free, right? So that's what Pluto is trying to do. He's trying to bring the unconscious into our conscious. And that's not very comfortable. And that's why I kind of smile and giggle because I had a personal experience with this seven years ago on my personal chart. Not a fun time. It lasted a long time. And I am, I am a much I am a completely different person and I wouldn't go back to who I was for anything. So that's why I kind of chuckle because it happened to me personally. It was not easy. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about things that it does. Like it, 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 it brings in psychological healing. It brings in awareness that we never, we never knew. We never knew patriarchy was in control of all these things or capitalism is why there's this disparity, right? Um, it can bring in relationship issues because again, you're bringing in unconscious layers into consciousness. Like, oh, I didn't realize I was in a codependent relationship or et cetera, et cetera, right? Resisting change is 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 what we do as humans. We're like, I don't want to move. I don't want to grow. I just want to sip champagne at the wedding, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also looking for truth because Pluto is intense and it is, it is a, like it, it, it really gets us focusing on what is true, you know? Um, and it doesn't have tolerance for superficiality. Like it is just like, we're going to talk about hard things, whether you like it or not. And Pluto will unearth the things, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. So you should just go with it, understand what's happening and, uh, flow with it. Flow is a very good word for Piscean energy, back to the Saturn Pisces talk. So flow, flow. Um, But also, here's the beauty of Pluto, is power. You find your own power when you're through a Pluto transit, whether it's collective or personal on your chart. You understand that in order to birth a thing, there has to be a death. That's the polarity with Pluto too. Now, whether it's a metaphorical death or an actual death, Pluto is all about all the difficult subjects in life, right? Death, sex, money, government, politics, all the things. Pluto's like, 
Let's get at the table and talk about all this stuff. So for me, I giggle because I see these as really good things. Because if we all come into our power and we all help each other come into our best selves, Saturn in Pisces, um, there's a lot that can be reworked on this planet for equality and justice for all. Mm-hmm. I don't, I see it as a very, very beautiful time. Is it going to be easy? No. But is the end effect going to be amazing 20 years from now when Pluto's leaving Aquarius? Will we look back and be entirely transformed? Yes. And will it be for the betterment of everyone? I, I, I believe so. Mm-hmm. I believe so. I mean, you just look at 2020 to 2023 and just like you said, like four years, 100 years in four years or whatever. I mean... Four years ago, when I would say the word patriarchy, people are like, what is that word? And now we're all talking about it. Like, I understand it. And I understand what lives under that umbrella. And yes, you know, so if you take it another 20 years, can you even imagine? I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's so true. That's absolutely true. So a question I have for you with that, then some people will hear that and be like, okay, bring it on. I'm ready. Let's get to that table. Let's empty the whole bag. Let's see what's going on. Others are going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm terrified now. Um, One of the things that my guides have been bringing through consistently since January is with this year and the things that come up, don't take it personally. And like the way that they mean that is, is not, don't be ignorant to it, but receive it like you're saying as something to look at, something to ponder for self. How does it relate? What do I want to do about it? And then do and carry on. Instead of taking it so personally and internalizing everything and then going down these things of like, uh, woe is me and, you know, all of that, would you say that would be a good insight in this case too? Like with Pluto and Aquarius now, don't take it personally, just... A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, if there was a gift, like for me, one of the gifts of the last few years is like, oh, we are the ones we're waiting for. Government is not going to help us. Now, that's like politics aside, right? Just the overarching patriarchal view on government. Government is not saving us. We are saving us. We in community with others are saving each other. So whether it's on your in your neighborhood block or whether it's in your small town that you live in, you know? So if we say we are the ones we've been waiting for, then yes, it is it is not personal and we should look at so if we if we then just say that then we can say well pluto's just unearthing the thing and saturn is just going to continue teaching us about what to do with the thing mm-hmm. and i just don't see that as a bad thing considering the growth that we've just experienced regarding sexism racism all the isms mm-hmm. patriarchy capitalism all the things right and when it lands in a in a sign like um so aquarius is all about um justice and equality and all those things that I just talked about. It's also about freedom and freedom for all, right? So with Pluto going into Aquarius, that's the vibe. But then with Saturn in Pisces, it is just about, okay, if Pluto is unearthing and Saturn is teaching and Aquarius is saying, yes, for all humanity, humanity, then Pisces is saying creative solutions, compassion, spiritual strengthening. Mm -hmm. And then I come back to once we, once we, we start working on ourselves and taking that part personally. How do I heal myself so I have capacity for another? I don't see that as anything but a win. Yeah. <laughs> optimistic, 
call me whatever you want to call me, rose-colored glasses, but I just see it as such a beautiful time, but it's not going to be easy. And absolutely, we shouldn't take it personally. We should be looking at um, compassionate, um, creative solutions to better everybody on the planet. So we don't have homeless people living on the streets. And, you know, so the, mm-hmm. the, the this, this disparity is, is, is brought in. So yeah. I just see it as a beautiful thing. I love that. I love your perspective on it. And I have to say it's really echoed in the messages I'm getting from my guides too. So like whenever I receive their guidance and it, it parallels what's happening astrologically to me, that is like a mic drop moment. I'm like, all right, okay, there it is. Right. And it's just, I find it a really beautiful, reassuring thing. So my next question is then with all of that happening, how does that relate then to Jupiter conjunct Chiron in Aries this month? Okay. Jupiter is about awareness expansion, right? And, and, and Jupiter's a little fun. Okay. party but and chiron is the wounded healer in our chart and the collective energy is jupiter is having a beautiful little symbiotic uh or like simpatico relationship with chiron the wounded healer so it is asking us personally but also collectively and you should go to your chart and if you don't know where to find it call me yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> um little plug and it's uh, so worth it i just gotta say to to add to your plug it is so much fun having a birth chart reading with you because the things that we learn are hilarious but so aligned but it's also such a fun experience so I just have to say that because it's just true yeah I just I find it profound and like validating for how Mm -hmm. we walk through the world and then you throw a little bit of cinnamon and sugar on it and you absolutely just, <laughs> no to me it's super fun so um Chiron and and Jupiter so yeah find it in your chart it's in Aries find where Aries is in your chart and that's what's happening to you personally but collectively it's definitely about expansion and healing so again a little bit back to the healing program right once we heal ourselves we do have capacity and, and and more compassion for others so it's just asking us to look into our own personal wounds um see where they live don't be afraid to look at them um and jupiter's along for the expansion ride of learning and and knowledge right and um and it's 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 just a beautiful time. I mean, I just see it as such a beautiful time for healing our own selves collectively for understanding what is this what are how are we being reworked? Mm-hmm. And 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 learning from that experience and where is that in your chart and that will tell you the personal experience, but it's a collective energy right now and um and being in Aries it's very much about pioneering so then back to Pisces even like 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 imagination with your creativity towards healing like mm-hmm. is coloring my thing or is golf my thing um or is skiing my thing or is reading my thing like i don't know but like it's just about learning where that lives within you and then and then back to the not taking it personally just see it as a broad stroke of healing our wounded selves mm-hmm. you know yeah in pioneering ways, because Aries is very pioneering, right? 
And Aries knows how to get stuff done. And it's like out of the gate before we even know there was a gate to get to right. go through, you know? So yeah. it's a bit of a power punch and it's happening right now. Like that collective energy is happening right now. It wanes in April and, and they their their little dance that they're doing is, is going to separate. Um, so it's a very profound time to just sit in maybe all of this energy we're talking about this morning and just find out where personally that lives within you and then and then maybe have a better understanding of collectively how do I want to think about this moving forward yeah and I think too then like a way to kind of wrap all of this together too is to say how you're mentioning before that like with Saturn and Pisces now too for these next two and a half years we have this extra amplification of spirit communication too like the angelic realm has been telling me they are really close really really close we can tap in a lot more uh they want to communicate more and so we also have this heightened ability now to foster our relationships with those in spirit be it Mm -hmm. spirit guides past loved ones angels ets whatever it is we can create those or uh open those for the guidance and support Mm -hmm. um but also i think to help us really embrace our multifaceted or multidimensional selves. Like we don't, we don't just get support on earth from earth people. We also can get that support in communication from the spirit world. And I would imagine this energy change right now is helping to bring that in too. Cause they're saying, Hey, we're shaking it up. There's more revealed. You need to go in there's healing, but you can make it fun. You can make it this. And we're here to help and communicate with you. So pay attention to your dreams, pay attention to your all the things absolutely and it kind of reminds me of like aquarius energy because aquarius energy reminder pluto's going into aquarius um aquarius energy is sudden awakenings right so it can be like one morning we're this person and then, then the next morning we either have a dream or we just have a thought float into our head thinking something entirely new which is like oftentimes you know a, a it can be an innovative way of finding a solution to a problem, but it can also be sudden happenings, which oftentimes bring in growth too. But, but that, that awareness often comes in through Aquarius energy as well, not just Pisces because it's innovative. It's intuitive. You know, these are also words for Aquarius energy and it's all about communion as well or community, I should say. Um, So it can be that one day we didn't even know to like, oh, s- start this thing over here or go do that thing or go to that place. I don't know. It just came into my head, said the Aquarius, right? Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a very nice um, symbiotic relationship, even though they're very different energies. But the ultimate goal is humanitarianism in a way. And Uranus, Aquarius energy ruled by Uranus is all about just knowing things. Be, mm-hmm. having the download right mm-hmm. yeah interesting very interesting yeah yeah I have okay I have one other tangent question now for you because yeah. now my mind is like spinning with all these thoughts and ideas and connections uh in a lot of the tarot cards lately in communications from spirit have been themes of death and rebirth mm-hmm. transformation and since we're talking about that heightened communication with those in spirit as well is there are these or can you know again can you even answer and if you can't that's fine is this a heightened time for exit potentials for people too oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. pluto 
Pluto's death. I mean, physical or just a knowingness within yourself. I mean, when I say I had that Pluto transit, it was not just tangible goodbyes with physical people. It was, it was, it was the loss of dreams and hopes and, you know, all kinds of intangible things. Um, so Pluto is definitely about death before the rebirth, whether that's physical or non-physical. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sadly, for yeah, some people, sadly. they might not want to hear that, but um, I do think like back to our conversation before we started the podcast, I do think the next 20 years, we're going to look back at this next 20 years and, and, and be astonished at the access we have to the spirit world in ways that we can't even imagine today. So, you know, even two years ago, this stuff would be labeled woo woo. Now everybody's an astrologer. Everybody's like on Mm -hmm. social media learning all about Jupiter and Saturn and everybody knows what a Saturn return is. Whereas two years ago, everyone's like, what, who, huh? Yeah. So I just think the you know, this whole like being afraid of physical death is going to be, I think it is part of the breakdown of patriarchy, to be honest. I think they've, they, whatever, the system um, had us fearing it, fearing physical death and not really understanding the access point to the spiritual world of, of being in connection with our humans when they, when they leave their physical form. Um, And I just think we are going to have a profoundly new and more beautiful relationship with the spirit world than we could ever imagine. And I'm not gifted like you. So I have to look hard for these physical knowingnesses, you know, from my, all my dead people, you know, I see the heart rocks. I'm like, Oh, that's sweet. Is that really a sign? Like I'm like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas other people are more like, Oh, that was so-and-so, you know, I'm just not there. So for me, it is a very, um, it is a very, tangible practice that I do every day to look for the signs, quote unquote. But I think five years from now, we'll be like, oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, you know, there will be this less free um, fear around physical death because we'll have a greater understanding of the of the spiritual connections that we don't know yet mm-hmm. because they're still hiding in the unconscious and Pluto's right. just like, let me at it. Let me, at it. <laughs> let me lay it on the table. Let me tell you how it works. Does that, that make stuff. sense? Does that yeah. answer your question? No, it really does. It really, really does. And I I feel like that's part of why we have had these deep confrontations with death in the last, well, since 2020, right? Like it threw it right on the world scale for everyone to see in so many different ways, right? Uh, But I love that piece where you bring in that we are going to have a clear or a more open connection with those on the other side, because then it also feeds into our knowing that when this physical incarnation is over our soul simply continues on we don't actually die and that will be made more real and so we're changing essentially then over the next while that narrative on death and none of this is to take away from the mourning and the grief and you especially know that being a death doula as well as astrologer so it's not taking that away but it's expanding our understanding of the experience of death and the communications, the after-death communications, uh, and the soul progression through life experiences. Yes, so yeah. well said. And thank you for saying that. I I don't mean to talk glibly about physical death. I mean, I, I suffer greatly when my yeah. people die. 
I hate it. I really hate it. And that's why I became a tech dealer because we teach the thing we need to learn, right? So I have a very challenging relationship with death. I don't like it. It started when my brother died suddenly when I was 24. And that was my, and it was sudden, there was no goodbyes. And that was my entrance into this topic. And I hate it. I hate physical death. It hurts me deeply. And yet I've struggled and confronted my relationship with the spirit world like where are they where did they go and I'm in a much better place 30 years later than I was that day and I would say that's one of the gifts of um of 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 the understanding like if I look back at the gifts of like um I think it was Saturn. I can't remember the dates. I'll get lost in in the explanation of it. But when I look back at the gifts that came from the time when Saturn was in, I can't remember. Let's Mm -hmm. just leave it there. I think, oh, my spirit world is is just so profoundly different than than when I was 25. Even by the time I was 35, it was so profoundly different by 45. And now I'm almost 55. And so exactly what you're talking about I so I just wanted to say I don't mean to talk glibly oh about yeah no portion of living life on earth it is hard when we lose our people mm-hmm. yeah and absolutely yeah. and I don't think you are too I don't think you're you're yeah. making light of it um I think it's just death is still a, such a triggering thing because it is so deeply wrapped up in the emotional aspect of it but I loved what you're saying about where stepping into energies that are removing the fear of it mm-hmm. and that fear that control narrative even if it's just kind of energetic of fearing death we're, we're starting to change that so we can move through the highs and the lows the humor about death the humor and the stories that come from it as at the same time as the tears that just endlessly flow and the waves of grief followed by waves of laughter followed by like the roller coaster but it's the totality of it yeah. Right. And being able to talk about the totality of it and experience it, learn it and create new ways to move through it mm-hmm. in the energies that are being presented now as Saturn is in Pisces. Right? Yeah. Like, how can we move through it differently? How can we talk about it differently? How are we changing our narrative on it? And that was another gift of the pandemic, because, you know, even like pre-pandemic, I would want to talk about grief and loss. And people are like, what are you talking about? We don't want to talk about those things. And now everybody has an experience around loss from COVID, whether it was a physical body or whether it was a loss of your career or whatever the losses are. We just have such more robust language around loss and transforming from loss that was not there three years ago. And I love that about it because now I don't know if it's just the algorithm in my Instagram account, but I see so many um, accounts that are talking about loss and transformation and healing and grief. And what does grief look like? And I'm just like, wow, that grief is now just like a normal topic that we get to talk about. And I am just that to me is such a gift as someone who was walking around endlessly trying to talk about this topic that I really don't like death. And everybody was like, we don't like it more than you. Get away. Right. And I'm just like, how do we talk about it? So that is a gift. I mean, yeah. look at that. It's profound. Yeah. That we all as humans across the planet understand what we're all talking about mm-hmm. and how it's different for everybody. I think that's really paramount, paramount, paramount. 
maybe an end note even is to really, really help people understand that grief is so personal. No one person does it the same. And whatever it is you need to get through it, you do that. You gift it to yourself. You don't need to explain it to anybody. It doesn't need to make sense. And that I think is one of the gifts of the world talking about grief is that we're understanding, oh, right. No one's doing it the same as me or anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's as personal as our personalities, you know? Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. I This has been such a beautiful episode because it really has laid it out on the table. Uh, you know, the, the bright spots and the not so bright spots, but also really, I think it's perspective, like your perspective of how you're going to receive the things happening the next while and how you bring in everything that you've learned is really going to dictate how you can move through this next phase and what it can mean for you. And there's really endless possibilities in that. Yeah. 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 Endless possibilities. And one beautiful note to end on, because, uh, you know, some people might just be like, oh, these energies are so strong and awful and jarring. Um, Maybe, hopefully not after we've just riffed on it for 45 minutes. But (laughs) let me just tell you something beautiful that's happening in the sky, too, that actually is harmonious and with ease. We call it a trine. It's when two planets are having an easy dialogue. And what's happening, I I, I didn't look up the dates, but what's happening for quite some time is Uranus, who's the ruler of Aquarian energy, is having a beautiful dialogue with Pluto, trining Pluto for quite some time. What does that mean? It's it's an easy flow of, of harmonious energy, even though those two planets are kind of badass. Um, as we have discussed. But what does it mean? What is what what's going to be easy about this? Well, this is what's going to be easy about this. Um, equality of the sexes, for instance. Um, right? Because Uranus is all about equality and justice for all and fairness in humanity. And Pluto's like, yeah, let's break it down. Let's, 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 let's unearth these, these things. So equality of the sexes, a, a, a better worldview of the world, like an ecological view of the world in a way that we've never maybe thought of before. And we'll wake up with ideas like, oh, you know, like I was saying about Aquarius energy, just, oh, I just had this thought. Um, And also, I I, I didn't share it, but I want to share it because so much is shifting around gender and sexuality and all those things, but it's a freer handling of our sexuality. So no more shame and like, I don't want to get married or I want multiple partners or whatever the storyline, this is a very Uranus thing, a very Aquarius thing, Um, you know. I, I I definitely want to note that because it's something we hadn't talked about yet this morning. And also this a rejection of war and a re- like a re-emerging of spirituality. So getting away from war-based thinking and 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 coming into um a more spiritual, more um community, more like that beautiful Piscean energy again, but remembering it's Uranus and Pluto that are having a harmonious dialogue about how we're gonna do it. And and, mm-hmm. and Uranus is like, I got some ways that you don't even know about today, but you're going to know tomorrow. And Pluto's like, okay, let's start unlayering this. And that's a beautiful harmony that's, or a beautiful dialogue that's going on right now, even though we have all this other energy coming at us that can feel a little bit jarring and daunting. That's fantastic. That's yeah. a beautiful way to wrap this up. So thank you so much for all your insights, your expertise, the way that you so beautifully describe it and and lay it out. So again, I would, if you, if those of you that are listening are really curious about how this all plays out in your own chart, um, 
especially connecting to your understandings in your birth chart, definitely connect with Shannon. You can do so through avalonspirit.com. And yeah, I think we should all just take this info and put it in our pocket. Have a good day. Smell some roses and, and like charge into or walk confidently with your head up into this new energy. Like just make the most of it. Open heart, just open curiosity. I'm curious. Curiosity. What am I going to learn? What am I going to learn about myself? What? How is that going to benefit everybody? Curiosity, always. Yeah, love it. Yeah. All right. Thanks cool. for having me. I love so great. I love talking about this. So thanks for having me. So awesome. Okay. Well, we'll de- we'll definitely have to do this again. Yeah. yeah. All good. right. Okay, everyone. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next week.